This is a bonus episode of the Secret Struggle for Cold War Dominance podcast. In episode 7 we traveled to Cold War India to learn about the way forgeries, falsifications and fake news were used by the Soviets and by the West to try to get India under its influence or to join its Cold War camp. And one of the most famous fake news scandals that happened in the 1960s was the Freeman Telegram. John Freeman was the British High Commissioner in India, who sent an urgent cable to the British government, warning them of the fact that the Americans, led by the US Ambassador to India, Chester Bowles, were supporting anti-government movements in India. This was explosive, an ally claiming that its other ally is trying to meddle with India's elections. And now it was out in the open, printed in Indian media, only that it was fake. Neither of the parties were happy about this fake news item. The British wanted to forget about it and move on. However, the Americans went all in and complained loudly about this injustice. A very different approach to diplomacy. Why? I think generally it's true to say that the United Kingdom pursued a far more low-key approach to the Cold War and a less aggressive approach to the Cold War than that of the United States. I think you can see that in terms of covert operations, where Britain is participating in covert operations around the world, but is trying to keep them fairly low-key and is trying to do so on a fairly selective basis. Or it's generally true, and it's, it's difficult to generalise, but I think generally true that the United States is being far more aggressive with its covert activity in the Cold War and far more open and transparent about it, which says something about American society. And that led to the United States being more aggressive in challenging Soviet covert operations, where the British were much more inclined to let it die down and not give it the oxygen of publicity and hope that this issue would go away. Now, America's were far more confrontational and far more direct in approaching that. Dr. Paul Magar, who studied the Freeman Telegram fake news story, claims when thinking about a country's diplomacy, we underestimate one factor. I think we often look at the bigger picture of diplomacy and intelligence and forget that actually it's driven by individuals and they have individual prejudices and their social background is really important and their actors and, and world agency in their own right. So I think you need to unpick the backgrounds of the individuals involved to get a true sense of why this is happening and why it's unfolding. John Freeman was a journalist. Now, he was British High Commissioner to India, but he's a journalist. He edited the New Statesman. And Freeman, I think, had a very sophisticated um, understanding of how publicity worked in a journalistic sense. And I think Freeman um, felt quite strongly that the best thing to do was just to ignore this, to downplay it, not to engage with it. By engaging with it, you would give it the oxygen of publicity. It would be replayed constantly in the Indian press and it would become a bigger story than it otherwise would have been. Chester Bowles, who's America's ambassador, took a very different line, wanted to robustly and aggressively challenge that. And I think that's because of Bowles' background. Bowles um, had been in India earlier. In 1967, he was in his second stint as ambassador. He'd been ambassador in 1953 in India. And at that point, he'd been subject to a forgery campaign by the Soviet Union. And Bowles had taken that quite personally. He really didn't like it, he felt uncomfortable about it, and had taken to the Indian courts to sue Indian newspapers and publishers for printing false stories about him. And moreover, Chester Bowles felt secret covert operations should be left out of diplomacy. So he had a quite sort of aggressive approach to it. And that's how the Freeman Telegram became a huge scandal, quoted in the Indian press and pointing fingers also at the CIA. 
becomes a popular joke within Indian sort of political and cultural circles that whenever anything happens in India, blame the CIA. If there's a cyclone or a monsoon that comes early, it must be the CIA's fault. And it becomes a standing joke. So the CIA, in one sense, become ridiculed, but in another sense, they're never off the front pages of India's newspapers. For more fake news during the Cold War era, listen to episode 7.